Alright guys, welcome to this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast. We've got an amazing guest today, a six-year veteran in the real estate industry. He's actually been on our team for three years now, and about a year and a half ago, he made a big transition from focusing on retail buyers to investment and development in real estate. Welcome to the show, Cooper Stroman. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right. Welcome to the show, Cooper. Glad to have you on. Happy to be here. Yeah. So uh, you're an agent on our team working a lot in development these days. But before we dig into that kind of stuff and what agents can do to get more investment deals, work with developers, give us give us the Cooper bio. How did you get here? and, And, you know, what led to this moment in your life? The Cooper bio for the Carrie Shell team is pretty pretty long. I first got into real estate probably six years ago. And, you know, I just was like pretty much a lot of people. I think you're seeing million dollar listing and you're watching all these shows and you're seeing the commissions and stuff like that. And you're just like, this is the life that I want. So what I thought initially was that real estate provided a lot of flexibility and just the potential to make, you know, a lot of money. So I went out and I took my test and I ran to Long and Foster uh, to start my career um, over on Capitol Hill. And again, that was like six years ago. And then uh, I sat on the hill uh, for probably close to two and a half years and sold two houses, Um, was trying to grind my way through some rentals during that time, working at a restaurant, and then still kind of applying for other long-term jobs. I think somebody from Indeed uh, reached out to me, who was a recruiter for you guys at the time. I forget his name. What was that kid's name? Zach. 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 Yeah, out yeah. in California. Zach reached out to me and said, "Hey, I have this opportunity with uh, this lady named Carrie. Um, this is kind of who she is." Gave me a little bit of a background, but I had already been following Carrie on Instagram, so I was like, "I know exactly who she is, and I'd love to sit down and meet with her for lunch." So. Maybe a little less than three years ago, I think, uh, I sat down at a restaurant with Carrie for lunch and she kind of told me what the team could provide. And, you know, it sounded good at the time. And then you realize, like, in your first year after being on the team, that Carrie didn't lie to you. You know, Carrie delivered more than on her promise. And um, fast forward to right now, and here we are doing multi-million dollar development deals that came from Zach. So big shout out yeah. to Zach today. We're closing closing on a deal today, actually. Yeah. We're going to make it into how many units? Six. Six All units. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six so units. This is a choice between four big ones or six medium-sized ones. Yeah, yeah. And over in Brookland. I mean, unbelievable location once again. And uh, happy to actually get that one under contract and, and closing today. So when you first start off with the team, first like year or two, you were doing more your retail buyer, um, you know, typical person looking for a home, move up buyers, et cetera. But now you're more in development mode, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the first year, I think on the team, I did 20, like close to 24 transactions. Um, and that was just through, again, like Dan was saying, just residential buyers looking for either condos, single family homes, a lot of first time home buyer situations. Uh, and it wasn't until I think, I want to say like middle of my second year, uh, Carrie just gave me an email, me and another lady, and on the team, she was like, hey, I want you guys to sit down with one of my friends named Sunil Saxena. And she was like, I'd like for you guys to just kind of talk to him and engage kind of what he's looking for. He's more of a developer side of things. And at the time, I mean, I heard of a lot of developers and kind of saw what they did, but I've never actually met a real developer who knew what they were doing. So and Sunil, by the way, uh, he is Sunil Saxena. He's the co-host on the Hyperfast Wealth Show, which is also on this YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked out any of those episodes with me and Sunil, make sure you do. But uh, there you go. As you're saying. <laughs> um, no, so I sat down with Sunil and um, Anne for lunch uh, right across the street. And Sunil was kind of explained what he did and what he was looking for. But he was also like, he didn't really think that there was a chance that we'd probably be able to find him deals in D.C., so as soon as I had that conversation with him, I went back and just immediately started looking in a different way. So for, he, he, he didn't think. That yeah. We, yeah. He we, was just like the markets. You know what I mean? He was like, nobody's been able to really get me yeah. a good deal. So, you know, I had been again, like, like I said, I went back to the MLS and then started looking for investment properties for the first time. And then he was like he was saying condo conversions were something that were really lucrative at the time. <laughs> So, you know, just after looking and looking, uh, I went and we were able to find one in Northeast D.C. on 14th Street was our first project together. And um, it was a two unit at the time. And Sunil, after, you know what I mean, sending him the numbers and kind of going through his pro forma that he had explained how he'd want it to be done to kind of come up with the profit number, realized that we could make those two units into two really large units. And it's in a great location and we were able to, I think, break those. I think it was a two-two at the time, two-bedroom, two-bath, and we were able to make it four-bed, four-bath by digging out the bottom and then adding an addition on the top. And that was our first real project that we did together. And then, and that de- that deal we actually just broke down live on one of our Hyperfast Wealth shows. So if you haven't seen that episode, not sure what episode it number it was, Kelsey, but uh, she doesn't know either. But uh, check it out. It was a recent show we just did. We, we showed you like the before, the after, the numbers on it. It's a great deal. Great start. I, it was, it, and to be honest, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't really kind of know what I was doing at the time. So that was like the first deal where Sunil kind of just walked me through the entire process. And I got to meet with architects for the first time. You get to meet with people dealing with underpinning and like certain things and terminology that, you know, you kind of don't have when you're just looking for a residential home or a condo for a first time home buyer. So it completely opened up my entire <laughs> game to real estate and how people were making some serious money. So that was our first project. Um, and you invested in it yeah. too, right? Yeah. So you so weren't just an we agent. Even, you were, you, you were an investor. Well, it, it, how did, how did that work? It, so what like Dan and Carrie commission, right? Yeah. Roll the commission. And then we, it was, you're offering 15% on the return over 12 months. So it's like, if your bank's going to just sit there and give you, you know, 3%, 2%, 5%, Dan and Carrie and Sunil are saying, Hey guys, when this project delivers, whatever you put in over $10,000, we're going to give you 15% back over 12 months. So the numbers just made a ton of sense. And there was a couple people that, 
I told about the deal that also invested in it. And a couple weeks ago, I think it was like early March, we ended up like, you know, by the time you forget about it, you get a check from FedEx in the mail with not only your commission, whatever um, we put in on the side on top of that, but then you get the 15%. So that was just a nice, that was a first project. And then uh, I talked to Sunil and Sunil was like, did you get your check? And he was like, I was like, yeah, I got it, man. He was like, told you it worked. You know, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man. I mean, I knew it worked, but like, it's good to actually see it it's work. Different when it when you yeah, open when that you up it, in yeah. the mail. There's nothing, well, nothing every, better than open up a check in the mail. Big check, man, and you're just like, wow. Kind of, and then you kind of forgot about the money too because you're so busy still doing deals, looking for deals. So that was my first dabble, I think. And from then on, we've been looking for bigger and, and better projects. So what are you what are you looking for in a deal? And if if there's an agent out there that's wondering, how do I, you know, I got this investor, right? Like, what do I, what do I look for, for them? Like, what would your um, advice be to that? Like, how I, do you do it? And what would your advice be to other people out there trying to get deals for developers? I, at first, I mean, you look for, I've been doing it for so long now that like, you kind of know certain areas. And like, if you see something that like looks a little bit underpriced for that location, you kind of think, well, if it's, let's just say, for instance, if it's an RF1, which is like a residential, you're allowed to build two ho- two units on that. So if there's an RF1 in a good location, you know that you could bump up and then go down. So you try to kind of factor in construction costs with that. And then you realize, okay, well, you know, if it costs you, you know, X amount for that, and then your out sale is going to be, you know, X amount of dollars the deal probably looks like it makes sense, especially if it's in a good location. So I so start- that's like that's like two or three things there that you just said that we should unpack a little that people okay. need to know. You need to know the the, the rules, right? The, right, the what the zoning is, other local ordinances, like right. What 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 can I take and and how do I maximize it? Right, right? highest and best use. Like what 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 is allowed that the current like owner does not want to do or. Can't do, can't do whatever, right? What's, what's allowed? What's my builder's cost to do that? And then how much will that end product sell? Like those are the kind of the components that you need to really know for your area, for your builder in order to figure out, am I wasting my time even presenting this? Right. 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 No, absolutely. And, and again, I think that that also comes through just (laughs) patience from, you know, the people that you're working with. So like Sunil and you guys, like, you know, when you initially start off doing something like this, you, you're kind of doing it, you know, when I started, it was based off of a simple lunch conversation. And then Sunil would just say, hey, man, it doesn't work. The lot's too small. Like, even though I think you could do something with it, like after you talk to people that know what they're doing and architects and stuff, you realize that, you know, you can't do certain things that you think <laughs> as a rookie could be done with it. So I think it's a lot of trial and error. And like you said, knowing, like, I didn't know about the zoning. You didn't know about certain things and just having a mentor. And again, I say his name again, like, like Sunil, it really helps you kind of learn this entire process. So you start with the zoning and then location, location, location. I think a lot of the times, if you can get directly to a seller, that's key. So phone calls, trying to call people to say, hey, you know, I have someone that's really interested in your property. Uh, Would you be interested in selling that property? Um, 
So I think the big thing is is zoning. Door knocking too, right? Door knocking, yeah. So, um, you know, I think an important part, example to bring up would be Columbia, right? If, you, if you're getting, if, if one unit makes sense to turn into two or three or four, right? Well, what happens if I get the adjacent properties, right? Because the more concentrated, the more density you can get, typically the better, not always, but typically. And, you know, we had a situation in Columbia where we had, what, three units under contract, and then you, you added a fourth one to that, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, had, we had had these three units in Columbia Northwest, Awesome Street, and Sunil, you know, was like, hey, man, see if you can get the neighbor next door to see if they might be interested in selling that unit. Uh, and at the time, you know, I went to the door, I think, knocked on the door a couple of times, uh, no answer. And then as I'm walking down the stairs, uh, older guy opens the door, um, screams at me, asks me what I want. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, just, you know, I was like working for a developer. He bought the houses next door. I was like, and we'd like to see if you'd be interested in selling your home. And then he was like, uh, he was like, no, I'm not interested in selling it. And then like, as I'm walking, I was like, hey man, sorry, man, no big deal. And then as I'm walking away, he throws out a number, right? He's like, you'd have to give me, you know, certain amount of money in order for me to leave. What, was the number, what number he threw out? I think he threw out like 800,000 yeah. or something like that. Um, Isn't that what we paid for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we couldn't, we couldn't get it down lower? Well, my, my thing <laughs> is, is like dealing with just development itself. Like, you know, if that's what it was going to take for him to leave, yeah. I went back to Sunil um and just said hey man he'd be willing to do it at this number and then sunil was just like yeah that that number still works for kind of the grand scheme of things and what we're trying to do so i uh after i talked to sunil in the car i went back up to the door and was like hey uh mr wills uh just a great guy and, and long story short guys like this guy is like friend of mine now but it was like yeah i was like we could make that work for you and he was like, okay. He's like, are you, he's like, but he thought I was lying to him too. Like he was like, no, you can't, right? And I was like, no, no, I'm serious. I'll be back with like an agreement tomorrow. And then uh, went back, um, sat down with him, went over like a listing agreement, buyer agreement, the whole thing, um, and showed him like an earnest money deposit for the amount of money, and gave him the whole contract. And was like, if you sign this, I was like, we can make this happen for you. Long story short, he ended up selling the house for a lot more money than he paid for it. Um, and then he bought a condo right down the street from where he lived in cash. So, you know, he went from a situation that was like kind of not the best situation. It was an elderly guy living in a three story house in Columbia Heights that he literally only lived in the front floor for, you know, like a couple rooms um, to an awesome brand new condo right down the street where he knows all of his own neighbors, where he can wheelchair over to the balcony uh, and it was just a, it was a situation that worked out for everybody involved, which was doesn't like, always work out that way. Right. Cause you, you knocked on, on the <laughs> next neighbor. And you know, after we got that, cause we got four, we're like, okay, what if we get five of these units? Right. What, what happened when you knocked on that? Door? Yeah, no, she, she threatened me a little bit and was just like, get off my porch, you know? But I think it was more so like, again, what people don't understand is that they don't think that you're serious a lot of the time. You know, especially like a young kid like me and I'm coming to them telling them like, yeah, I can get you <laughs> what you want for your house. So, you know, it just all comes through. It's a numbers game, but it comes through just, you know, having a conversation with someone to see if, hey, it would would it make sense if we gave you is there a number that it would take for you guys to consider moving from your property? And if that number works for them, 
and it works for us, then again, it's a, it's a win-win. Right. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to get my best-selling book, The Hyperlocal, Hyperfast Real Estate Agent, for absolutely free? This book has helped tens of thousands of real estate agents, and now I want to give it to you for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Look, you can go on Amazon, read all the five-star reviews, and pay $14.99, or you can go to hyperfastfreebook.com and get it for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Again, that's hyperfastfreebook.com. Get your copy today. Again, hyperfastfreebook.com. How many how many deals have you brought to Sunil uh, that that are under contract now or or Jeez. or closed on in the last year or so? I would say, man, like maybe like five or six deals. I would say, like, um, but the, again, they're bigger deals. Um, yeah, so you're talking five, ten, yeah, twelve, fifteen units. units I think is the, the most. Yeah. And then like the, and then we've also, we've been in a lot of deals that just didn't end up working out as well. So, I mean, for like the five or six that we got, we probably put in like 25 offers to get those five or six. Right. So it's more so relationships. And you probably looked at a couple hundred. Well, yeah. I mean, we've (laughs) maybe even put in like probably 50 offers now that I'm thinking about it. So if you're trying to work for investors, like, or you want to be an investor yourself, you got to look at 50 to 100 deals probably for every one you'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, maybe you see 100, you write 10 offers and maybe two of them get accepted. Right. Yeah. That's, I would say that that's fairly accurate. But again, it's, but the, when you're dealing with bigger deals, there's just a lot more, you know, there's a lot more money involved and there's a lot more uh, process. I think that there's a lot more just, I think, hurdles you have to cross to get these deals to the finish line. So that's obviously what takes, I think, a long time. And dealing with agents too. Like, you know, when you're this level of it, it's not your typical buyer's agent. There's not a lot of emotion involved in the sale or the transaction. You have to come at this like a shark in order to get them because the agent, I think what I've been finding out more so than not, they're looking for the buyer too, right, themselves. So they'll want both sides of the transaction. <laughs> so trying to, it's, it's, a, it's a game that you have to play in order to, to win. But again, there's a lot of money to be involved. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, another hurdle we get in D.C. is the, the tenant laws. So sometimes you get a great deal under contract. We've got a contingency in there and, you know, the owner's got to deliver it vacant and tenant-free because... In, in D.C., the tenants can prevent sales, prevent development. The laws are, are really strict. So you got to be aware of those types of, you know, situations and, and, and you know, not, not just the laws and what you can do with the property, but the, the laws and the rule set on what things could prevent you from getting there, even if you can get there. Right. No, absolutely. But I think it comes back to that point of, like, just being a win-win for everybody involved. So the tenants, like, hey, if you give the tenants more than enough money for for them to be happy going to find another rental somewhere, that's a win-win. Uh, and that's that's the only way it works is if everybody, you know, comes to the table and agrees on, hey, this makes a lot of sense for myself. This makes a lot of sense for the seller, or the current owner, and it makes sense for the buyer. Yeah, it's got to be a win-win for sure. What would your biggest piece of advice be for someone out there watching, listening that 
wants to get involved with a developer or investors, but hasn't done it yet, maybe doesn't even know where to start or who to talk to? I would say, you know, listen to Dan's podcast with Sunil. Come to those investor meetups, but try to find everybody's an investor, right? Like everybody wants to, you know, invest in DC, flip a house, do this, but they have no idea what, what they're doing, who they're, where do you even begin with your construction team, who a good architect is. Um, so I would say, you know, come to one of these meetings or at least get yourself involved with a reputable developer right. that kind of knows what they're doing. That's probably the the biggest piece of advice I could say, because again, you're going to get everybody in DC and their, and their parent telling you that they're an investor and developer and they have, you know, maybe have flipped one house in Maryland. <laughs> well, you know, at first it's going to be, it's going to be like finding a deal. Like you got to find investors and, and uh, you know, it might take going through a few dozen before you get one that is a good fit for you that you can add value to. You know, typically I think an agent can provide one of three things to a developer, right? Uh, find them a good deal, bring them capital or ex- access to capital and, and getting them a good out sale at the end, right? So you got to focus on delivering on those three things. Um, you know, we didn't talk about it much today. The capital piece of it though, I think, is huge because every agent in the world is going to say they can bring you a good deal and get you a good out sale, but very few can deliver access to, to capital. And, you know, investing in deals like, like you did is, is a way to, to put skin in the game and, and get more support behind the developers. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that even, even that portion of it now, like after we get that check in the mail for the 15%, right, it's a lot easier to say, hey, let's roll that over to, um, you know, another deal or let's show that to the people that, you know, saw it on your Instagram or, or have thought about getting involved in real estate without, hey, guys, you don't have to, you know, go there with a shovel or anything like here's, <laughs> you know, give it, give us some money. We'll give it back to you in 12 months with 15% interest. That's a really good interest rate for uh, today's economy. So, yeah, yeah, much better than stock market. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it, it makes it it makes it easier when when you can actually go to people and and that's the first thing I did once the check came in the mail, like to the people that I have been telling about this. Hey, you know, we offer opportunities for people, and there's several people on the team that have invested in our deals because, again, to get that type of return, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty good for for the buyer or the investor. Yeah, well, before uh, I agree completely, but before we wrap up, I want to do the hyper fast round if you are ready. Yeah, I've never done it, but I'd, let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Get on a team, join a team that, that knows what they're doing and that actually provides you with training and leads. Biggest piece of advice to a real estate investor? Come to the Hyperfast on Tuesdays or join the podcast because you'd have to, you got to find an invest, you got to find a developer that knows what they're doing and actually has a deal. Yeah, the meetup uh, Cooper's talking about is the Arlington Grid meetup. So, Neil and I put that on second Tuesday of every month. So, check that out. What is the biggest challenge you've ever had professionally? 
personally, whatever. And how did you overcome it? I would say just uh, self-doubt, you know, is kind of one of those things that you, you never, you never think it's going to happen or you don't think that you're deserving of certain things. So I think like self-doubt is just something that translates to a lot of parts of life and like even that deal on 14th street, right? I never thought that that deal was actually gonna get to the finish line. And then like, here you are and you realize, wow, like you provided value for a, a company that- Yeah, <laughs> no, a lot of people, yeah. the, the end users, the seller, the contractors, all of their subs. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that- That, that made some money, out, yeah. right? And I would also say lastly, just, um, just challenge yourself in, in, in different ways. Like, you know, I went from being doing a lot of the residential stuff and, and dealing with people to, you know, just stepping out and trying something completely new and realize it. And, and I mean, it's just a game changer. So challenge yourself on in, in this particular business. All right. If you're not selling real estate, what are you up to? I mean, you know, I'm trying to dabble in the music business a little bit and taking care of the kids, being a dad, a teacher, and then releasing the stress from all of that at the gym. Yeah, I've seen, seen you on the pull-up bar on the Instagram. Have to. <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine way back in the day when I was younger, ex-military, you know, he was just pull-ups and push-ups, and that's been something that I've just been able to maintain for the last probably 10 years of my life. So all right, where do you see yourself five years from now? 2025. 2025. I'm still gonna be on Capitol Hill, you know, probably hopefully a huge house right on East Capitol Street and still doing probably exactly what I'm doing now. Um that's the best part about this is that, you know, the harder you work, I mean there's unlimited money here in real estate. Um so it allows you to kind of do a couple passion projects while you're still trying to focus on you know, making my own money. And I'd like to be a developer in some way my, myself, you know, building bigger, better condos than people. All right. Uh, before we sign off, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Uh, Instagram uh, or yeah, probably just Instagram because that's where I've, you know, you've what's, been able to build what's a your handle of, there. Is it Cooper Stromo? Okay. At, yeah, I think. Is it, Kelsey, do we know? Can you check that for me? <laughs> I think it's Cooper Stromo. Doesn't even know his own handle. I, well, because I'm always, as soon as I get on yeah. that thing, man, I'm just, yeah, C-O-O-P-E-R-S-T-R-O-M-O. Um, but no, I mean, I've been, I've been able to do so, so much just through Instagram and uh, it's just connecting dots from all over the world. You'd be amazed. I mean, when you're posting deals and you're showing, you know, what kind of you're doing, people will DM you that have money. Um, and then people will just, they're curious to know, like, what it's like. Everyone wants to talk about real estate. Everyone wants to talk about someone else's life. <laughs> yeah, so, look, look them up on Instagram. You can, you can see uh, real estate little music, music, pull-ups, push-ups, the kids, all kids. of it. Just the journey of, of how I how I'm out here in these streets trying to trying to figure it out. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Cooper. And thanks for having me, man. I appreciate thank it. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.